This is Mastering Menopause. By using fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, and mindset, you can master your hormones and get your body back. I'm Kathy Cote from Catalyst Fitness and Nutrition. Welcome back. In today's episode, we will be talking about adrenal health with my friend, Rachel Espana, who is a certified holistic nutrition consultant and board certified in holistic nutrition. Her coaching practice focuses on adrenal fatigue and wait until you hear her story and how she overcame adrenal fatigue and how she's helping other women do the same. Welcome, Rachel. Yeah, hi. Thank you so much for having me on. This is very exciting. I'm very excited that you're here as well. So first of all, um, tell us a little bit about adrenal fatigue. Yeah, so adrenal fatigue really, it involves your HPA axis, which is your hypothalamus, your pituitary, and your adrenal glands. So that is the system that regulates our stress response and leads to the release of cortisol from our adrenal glands, um, along with other stress hormones, but cortisol is kind of the main one. Stressors are any real or perceived threat, which is important because for that system, our HPA axis, our stress response was really designed to deal with short-term stressors. And I think the common example that's used is, you know, running from a tiger, like when we were cave women. That was the ideal. When our system is operating as it should, we, you know, have the tiger, we run, our stress response helps us run, and then you recover. Your stress response, what it does is it mobilizes energy and nutrients to deal with the stressor. So run away or however you need to deal with it. So the problem is we're not supposed to be in that state all of the time. But the way that we live our lives now, we, we basically are. We're constantly exposed to stressors. And, you know, I mentioned it's not, it, stressors are a real or perceived threat. So our brain recognizes so many things as a stressor, everything from emotional stress or work stress, which we recognize, but it's also toxins, environmental stress. Skipping meals is a big stressor. Um, Too much intense exercise. It's food allergies that you aren't addressing. It's negative thoughts. Maybe a fight with your partner or like this year, you know, all of these, uh, all of a sudden having to homeschool your kids, right? So it's, (laughs) it's our daily lives. It's just constant. And so eventually that system of communication in your HPA axis um, gets disrupted and your cortisol ends up getting dysregulated. So that can look like low cortisol. It can look like cortisol kind of in the wrong rhythm at the wrong times. And so that's kind of where you start seeing symptoms of adrenal fatigue. What was your experience? Like, how did you get um, knowledgeable about this? (laughs) (laughs) First hand. (laughs) Yeah, because I went through it myself um, and had to figure out how to how to recover really on my own. Um, I mean, to kind of share. Like, yeah. What was your history? Yeah. If yeah. you don't mind. So of course, um, I'm happy to, I'm happy to share this. Um, so for me, I was kind of always a type A, you know, an overachiever. And mostly this was like 
as I was growing up, this was in school. And so I got straight A's. I never missed a day of school. I pushed myself um, to excel. And so I went straight from high school, straight into college, straight into grad school, 25 when I finished grad school, and kind of struggled to figure out who I was, right? If I'm not a student, what do I do? (laughs) Um, If I don't study all the time, like, what am I doing? So it, I think like looking back on it, what happened is I needed somewhere to fuel all of that drive, all of that focus and intensity. And so between the ages of like 26 to when the, uh, when I hit my, um, you know, uh, like the bottom. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. When my trigger into my deepest adrenal fatigue layers, Uh um, it was about 32. So it was kind of those six years where I was pushing myself at work with exercise, with, you know, a little bit of partying, um, kind of, uh, is where all my intensity went. And through all of that, um, I ended up with adrenal fatigue, which I'm happy to share more about kind of what that looks like too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So, so what were all the activities that you were doing like that led to this? Yeah. Um, so first of all, with work, I was working a lot. I, um, worked all the time. I worked on weekends. I worked nights. And for a lot of that time period, I had multiple jobs. Um, and I worked mostly in fitness related jobs. So, um, there was always a level where I was really passionate about what I was doing, but they were jobs that were really draining, um, emotionally as well as physically. And just, I really let myself kind of get consumed, you know, in that, like, working hard all the time. Yeah. Um, the grind and, and the then, hustle. Yeah, totally. It was just like, yeah, I felt like this is, yeah, this is what I need to do now. Um, this is what everyone does. Right. right. And, um, on top of that, I was staying out late. I was drinking. I would barely sleep. Um, I think I had not, I think I had a lot of FOMO. So, I wanted to be around people. I wanted to do what everyone was doing. Um, and it's funny because I, I kind of just realized too, like I, I'm an introvert. So for me, being around people is also takes a lot of energy. So I'm sure yeah. that's another <laughs> layer of it. And um, then exercise. Exercise was a really big part of my eventual tipping point because um So like I said, I was working in kind of a fitness environment, um, different ones over that time period, but it, I started to push myself more physically. So I started leading a run club, which pushed my own running into, uh, like more intensity. So I started training for races, mostly half marathons, but then I would do like crazy like two-day relays the ragnar did you do ragnars i did ragnar i did three of those yeah yeah so fun but like it just got more and more and more intense and i was pushing my body to the extreme um where you know 
on top of working a lot, on top of going out. And I remember feeling like, this is so amazing. Like, I have so much energy. I can be nonstop. And I don't need sleep. And, like, wow, like, I'm thriving. Yeah. And, you know, eventually started to see some warning signs. But I kind of pushed through that. And um, especially when it came to exercise. Yeah. What were the warning signs that you, like, thinking back now? Yeah. So, well, some of the first things, I mean, I think one of the first signs was uh, there would be days where exercise made me feel tired instead of energized. Um, And, I mean, I was doing a lot. Like, uh, during that time, too, I also was teaching yoga sculpt and spin classes. So, I would run, I would take a class, I would teach class, like sometimes all of them at once. So of course I was exhausted, but yeah, but, um, but yeah, I started to feel just that fatigue instead of it energizing me. Um, I felt bloated and inflamed, um, because, you know, I mean, working out that much is very inflammatory, not sleeping, all of that stuff. But of course that pushed me more because it feels like you're gaining weight. Um, I've always had some issues with digestion, but it definitely got a little bit more aggravated as some first signs and I just kind of felt like my muscles felt heavy. It was a little more achy when I would work out. Um, those were, those were some of the earlier signs that I didn't pay attention to. Right. Right, because everybody feels tired and is a little sore from working out. Exactly (laughs) it. And I think that's so common because all of those things have become so normalized where it's like, oh, everyone's like dragging through the day. Everyone needs 10 cups of coffee to get through the day. Or that that saying, did you die? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, So it's very common to push through. And I think. I mean, my case is probably like a lot of people that I talk to, like you just, it's when your body finally shuts down all the way that you're like, Oh, I need, I need to do something about this. Yeah. Yeah. Did that happen? Yes. So my tipping point was, um, I was about 32 and, um, I mean, so I can share the story. I, I don't know that I've ever really shared it on, in, in public, but if you're comfortable, um, yeah. it's yeah. So, I mean, on top of all those years of everything going on, but so I went through a breakup, which was at the time very emotional, and I experienced it as a trauma. It was intense and. Mm-hmm. That same week, I had a half marathon on my schedule. And so I was such a wreck. I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't eating for a few days, um, which is not my normal emotional response. So I was depleted and I really should not have run that race. But I did because that's what we do. Intense. And Yeah. yeah, I was like, let me run through this pain, like this internal pain. So that was a huge mistake because after that, my body just totally shut down. Um, and I mean, 
trying to exercise after that, my body wouldn't cooperate. It was so frustrating. And then that's when I started to see some signs. Um, well, I mean, a big one was it's so hard to wake up in the morning and get, and get going. Like I was never the type to press snooze on my alarm. I would just get up and go. But all of a sudden, like I was hitting snooze. I was chugging coffee to just try to get out the door. Um, it was, it was really weird. Like I never experienced that. And then, um, and then on the flip side at night, I would be just exhausted. I would have, it feels really hard to find energy to make it through your day. Like you just drag through the day. Yeah. But at night I would be so tired. My body, like full body exhaustion. I try to go to bed and I get this second wind. It's called wired, but tired. And your brain just flips back on, keeps you awake. So I couldn't fall asleep. Um, and it got harder and harder to focus. I had brain fog. Um, like I said, just a lot of inflammation and that kept, you know, building on itself. Um, oh my gosh, this one, of course, I always forget, but I, I lost my period. I stopped getting my period for about a year and a half. And that happened around then. Um, and hair started falling out. It's just like, you feel like you're falling apart and it feels like you're just, if things go crazy. Right. Yeah. So that led you obviously to getting some help. Did you know, like, was that diagnosed pretty quickly or no? were you lucky? No, you weren't lucky. No. Yeah. So this is actually an interesting part of my story, but so I, I, don't remember where I first heard about adrenal fatigue. I think it was just, you know, Google searches or whatever I was doing. But actually, I remember it was that wired but tired symptom where I where it clicked. And I was like, oh, that's okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, this this is this is what it is. This is a thing. But I and so I brought up adrenal fatigue to my doctor and she says, no, that's adrenal fatigue is not a real thing. Um Basically, her point was, unless you have total adrenal failure, which is actually like a disease, but um, unless you have that, then then no, you're just stressed out and like it's in your head. And so, um, I mean, because of that, I didn't I didn't really do much right away, um, but I also trusted myself and I trusted that something was really wrong. And I knew that she was wrong. Um, I just had to figure out how I just had to figure out, you know, where to get the knowledge, where to get the information to recover. Um, so that happened with my recovery actually overlapped. So I went back to school to study nutrition, um, which Part of it at the time was um, I stepped out of my stressful job role, um, and that was a really good way to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but also, I'd always been really passionate about nutrition. So when I got better, it coincided with being in school and learning about this. And first of all, like learning, legitimizing that this is a real thing. Um, we learned about adrenal fatigue and all of the root causes and how to address all the imbalances. And I just remember thinking, 
oh my gosh, like I was right, you know? Yeah. Um, even being acknowledged for that yeah. must be just so like, you know, yes. <laughs> instead and of that, being discounted, like, no, that's not it. You know, like how stressful is that? Yes. And questioning myself and I mean, really, you know, questioning, it just feels very lonely. And that's part of now what I'm so passionate about is helping other people make this connection and say like, it matters. You matter. Like you feeling these things like, yes, pay attention to it. Um, so yeah, it was, it definitely was, um, a stressful part of the process, but I'm also grateful because it fueled my passion. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. How long did, how long did it take like for, Mm. for you to feel better? Like once, once it was, you figured out that that's what it was. Like, what does that process kind of look like? So it definitely took me a little longer. Um, I'd say like a year to a year and a half until I was like, oh my gosh, I'm doing these things again that I never thought I would do. Um, but you know, it, de- it depends, like for most people, it really depends. It depends how soon you're addressing it. But I'd say more like six months to a year is about average. Um, so yeah, it definitely takes a little bit of time and the right strategy. Right. Right. Which is, um, so what are like some of those early symptoms? I know you said like not feeling, you know, like getting up in the morning. Um, what are some other common symptoms in case somebody's wondering if they might be experiencing that? Yeah, so I think some things to pay attention to are, yeah, like, how do you feel in the morning? Do you feel like you need more and more coffee? Um, Who doesn't, though? (laughs) Just kidding. kidding. Um, But, yeah, that was a big sign for me. I was, like, all of a sudden, like, one cup to two cups to, you know. Um, And... I think another early one is often brain fog, just having a hard time focusing, uh-huh. feeling more overwhelmed with even like day-to-day stressors, being emotional about things you're not usually emotional about, anxiety, um, starting to feel like little hints of anxiety, um, which can then get more intense. That's something I talk about a lot with my clients actually. Um, and then then you start to see a little bit more of the sleep, um, disruption. Um, and then some other things that, that can be connected that, you know, I also think women ignore are, um, hormonal, you know, changes. So for me, I lost my period, but sometimes it's more intense PMS. Um, sometimes it's, you know, just feeling like, feeling like things are off, but brushing it aside. Um, can also affect your thyroid and so your metabolism. And like I said, like feeling that inflammation or weight gain, especially around your like belly area. Um, and just this feeling of like constant, like tired behind the eyes, fatigue, dragging. It's just like all day and you feel like there's nothing you can do to feel better. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it's really that not sounds, fun. Right. That does. No, it doesn't sound fun. 
So then what would you do? Like, what's the process? Like, how do you start? I mean, do you dress the nutrition? Do you dress sleep? Is it lifestyle or is it just all of it? Yeah, I love that question. Um, and, you know, it, I, it really ends up being different for, for every client depending on their root causes. But I do think that, you know, you kind of want to look at the foundation first. So first of all, like your adrenals are really your foundation for all of your other hormones. So, you know, focusing on your adrenals will start to resolve other problems with your hormones, with your sleep. Um, so I do like to start with nutrition. Um, but along with that, so, okay, well, first of all, like with nutrition, I really like to look at, start with adding foods, adding the nutrients and resources that your body really needs to not only, um, support your body under stress that it's dealing with, yeah. but also you have to rebuild because by the time you're, you're you have adrenal fatigue, you're really depleted. Yeah. Um, so people actually usually need a little bit more food than they are currently eating. So mm -hmm. not always, but usually. Um, and then, so I really like to look at that first, giving your body what it needs. And along with that, I look at gut health and, and digestion because, um, it, first of all, it like gets overlooked a lot, but if you cannot digest your food, then you're not absorbing the nutrients that you need. And that's an underlying, you know, problem. And for actually that was for me, a big, a big part of what I needed to do. That was like a huge aha moment in school learning how much stress affects your digestion. Right. And I realized oh my gosh, like I'm spending so much time trying to eat well, trying to eat, like fuel myself properly. And I can't even absorb these nutrients. Like, right. oh my gosh, you know? So I do feel like that's a, always a good place to start and is a good segue to just kind of get to know clients that I'm working with. Perfect. Yeah. Do you find that people that, um, Cause we're talking about you, this type A overeater, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, overachiever, <laughs> undereater. So is it pretty common that they're pretty low calorie? I mean, not always, but it's, it's yeah, a factor. I, yeah. I, I, not always, but I definitely have seen that pattern come up and yeah. Or it's either like intentionally, you know, kind of eating lower calorie or sometimes it's just people are really busy and so they skip meals, like not totally intentionally, but also like, I'd say a lot of people, are, there's always some kind of stress or, or fear around eating more. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'd say it trends more towards that direction. Right. And the busyness, everybody's so busy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have time to eat. I'm like, Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's something I talk a lot about too, is just being prepared, keeping it simple. And it's amazing because people start to feel so much better, you know, just having regular meals and snacks available. It's just that alone. I see it cause, you know, a huge, you know, transform, not necessarily a transformation, but it ends up stepping really stone. Yeah. Them. Yeah. Stepping stone. That's a good way to look at it. I love so, it. Yeah. So, um, 
I know you have a whole program and a whole protocol yeah. that you go through, but you also have a freebie that you could offer for somebody. I do. So I have a free, it's a five-week adrenal fatigue roadmap. Um, and it's a weekly email where I just cover a different topic and then leave you with an actionable step you can take because, you know, the way that I look at it, it's all about those small changes week by week. And then I cover to, you know, because beyond nutrition, I um, it's really important to focus on other lifestyle factors, you know, the stressors in your life, optimizing sleep, um, having the right amount of exercise, and then mindset, those tools, um, how to how to you know look at your limiting beliefs and all of that. So so yeah, that email series is a really good intro to kind of my approach what you and do will yeah. give you really easy steps to get started. That's awesome. So you're I'll, I'm going to link that in the show notes awesome. and then um, if anybody wants that would be a great place for somebody to start if they think that they might be having this and then they can explore if they want to work with you further. I know they I know they will because you're awesome. So <laughs> How can um, how can my listeners find Rachel Espana and work with you? Yeah, so my Instagram is always the easiest. Um, I'm at rachel.leanne.wellness, and the link in my bio there will take them straight to that um, roadmap to sign up for that. Oh, perfect. Um, but yeah, I love to interact um, on Instagram, and I'm always happy to chat. Um, in the DMs, and then I do have a website. I don't really use it, so <laughs> Instagram is kind of the best. Okay. Um, but my my or excuse me, my website is just rachelianwellness um, dot com, and yeah, pretty simple. All right. I'll link your Instagram and your website so they can kind of poke around and and get a little bit uh, more information from you. And um, is there anything that I didn't ask you that you want to add on to this conversation? Oh, gosh. I mean, I think you covered all of the important basics for everyone to know. Um, you know, I think the one thing I always like to remind people, too, is um, – Adrenal fatigue, any any healing journey, right? There's ups and downs and setbacks, but I think especially with adrenal fatigue, I always like to remind people to just keep going. That's what's most important because I see that with every single client I work with. Um, there's always a, a week or two where they just feel like giving up. So mm -hmm. whether you're working with a coach or you know on your own, just I, I like to share that reminder. That's why you need. I know with a. That's why you need a coach. Even coach. Even coaches need coaches because it's yeah. It's like is this working? This isn't working, and yeah, it's a struggle sometimes. <laughs> so exactly. that's a great reminder. Yeah. Rachel, thank you so much. I totally appreciate you coming on, and I know um, the listeners are going to get some great value from this. So I hope you have a great day. Thank you so much for having me on. It's been an honor. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you want to get in touch with Rachel, I have included the links as well. So thank you for listening and I will see you next time.